0: Hey, uh, this is Nathan Martorella, and you're listening to Friars on the Farm.
1: Welcome to episode 226 of Friars on the Farm podcast, and now new YouTube channel. Um, I uh, in all of, And I'm
2: here with Roy. Hey, how we doing? I I am feeling pumped up all of a sudden. I want to go hit the gym. After Should talking I? to Nathan Martorella, he's got me inspired. I need to go get off my butt and start pumping some iron. Dude, I went to the gym today,
1: and my body's starting to tighten
2: up because it's late in the
1: evening or getting later in the evening. Um, like but talking to Ted, talking to Nathan, man, just that kid is focused.
2: Yeah, I it, 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 with talking to him, it's not a matter of you know if I make it; it's a matter of when. And he talks about his baseball career like this: this is what I was put here to do. This he is a very driven, driven, focused individual, and that's that's great to see. I mean, I mean, it sounds like he showed up draft day just ready to rock
1: yeah hitting tanks at the uh, at the combine he said he had a really good uh really good BP there at the combine before he graduated from college uh first before we get to that we do have a new YouTube channel I fired it up uh I I released the uh the Jacob Marcy interview I'll be releasing more of the interviews that we have had in the past just the interviews um then going forward once the season gets starting we'll do you know i'll do the interviews with players we'll have content from games uh we'll just have any kind of content that we can build that we think that you guys would like and more than anything that we like um so you guys go to youtube Friars in the farm hit like subscribe all the good stuff uh and um enjoy it and along the way we're gonna have to
2: figure out how to do some video editing uh
1: yeah, that's. I spent all day today doing video editing tutorials.
2: Crash course. So oh, how do I put a banner on a video? How do I do this? How do I do that? Well, we'll figure
1: it out. Well, and, and also, everyone that hears that I have a podcast, they think I make money at this thing, and I don't. We don't make money at this thing. And it, actually, if I want to get deep into the video production, it's going to cost me even more money. Uh, right now, let's yeah. just say we'll see how it goes but uh you know i want to put out a quality content i want to put out a quality product and you know in my restaurant if we can't do it right we don't do it at all um and we want you guys to like it and we want to be proud of what we do so uh we'll see how that goes but yeah check it out on youtube uh we're really stoked for that
2: all right so we we've got we've seen a couple of uh inter- interesting articles come across but i think we're going to leave those in the bag for next time we speak uh because our conversation with nathan ran nice and long um you know we had plenty to say uh and you know we got into college and cape cod league and his pro career playing in the afl and all that stuff um so we've got a really good interview here for you absolutely check that out right now
1: (laughs) nathan waterwell was drafted in the fifth round 150 overall in the 2022 draft out of the University of California, Berkeley. After a quick stop in the Complex League, he finished the year in low A Lake Elsinore. In 2023, the former Golden Bears started in high A Fort Wayne where he posted a 259-371-450 slash line with 17 big flies and 26 doubles before being promoted to San Antonio to help with the mission's playoff run. He then finished the year in the Arizona Fall League where he spent most of his time in the outfield away from his primary position, first base. And he joins us here on Friars on the Farm Welcome
0: to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. You, you know, uh, <laughs> how was your Christmas? It was great. Just uh spending time with the family and after a long year on the road, it's awesome just to rewind and relax with the family, catch up with everybody. You
2: you back home in the Monterey, Salinas area?
0: Yeah, I'm back home in Salinas. I've spent my off season out here. Do you
2: uh did you get anything good for Christmas?
0: Uh no. I I mean, yes, of course, but like nothing nothing crazy as I get older just some needs here and there.
2: Okay. It's funny how that that stuff changes as we get older. We, yeah, we're young, we want we want toys and games and all yeah. this. And now it's like, I was just, oh hey, I got a cool pair of socks. Right.
0: Yeah, I was I was just doing some stuff to my uh, just fixing up my car a little bit. Nice. What do you drive? Uh, a 2013 Nissan Altima, just perfect A to B car, and nothing special, but it gets the job done for sure. Absolutely. Did that make it uh, out to, uh, uh, Right. Right. Did you make it? Did I make it out to Fort Wayne? That yeah, that's that's made it everywhere I've gone so far. It's it's been shipped a lot.
1: <laughs> Damn. So they shipped they shipped your car and Robbie's car uh from yeah. Fort Wayne to, to San Antonio for, for what a month?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was short time, but um and then to Arizona after that. So that thing shipped like four different times this year. Man, just a year or two ago, you would have had to arrange a family member or I a friend know.
2: to drive it out there for you.
0: I know. I got really lucky that I joined the minor leagues when I did, because hearing some of those stories, it doesn't sound ideal. I don't think I'd have a car if it was like that anymore.
1: Exactly. It would still be in the parking lot in Lake yes. Elsinore. Yep. All right. So let's get right. into it, man. You you started, you know, you played baseball in high school, but you also were a linebacker in high school. Dude, I saw some highball videos of you. Uh, were there any interest from college?
0: Um, I got college interest for baseball super early. So like by my freshman year. So then I kind of shut down my football interest, but my coaches would, we had a few guys go division one on my team and uh I was just as good as them. So my head coach would tell me that if I wanted to, I could have played college football, but I just wanted to stick to baseball. And I never really opened that side of the recruiting at all. I think I found one of your high
2: school coaches on Twitter. You were a two-way player back then, right?
0: Uh, For baseball?
2: No, for, for football.
0: Yeah, until my senior year. Just when I, because by my senior year, I was kind of just all in on baseball and the draft. So I was just uh, and going to college. So I was just defensive end, outside linebacker, my um, my last senior year. But I played a little bit of fullback my senior year. But growing up, I always played fullback and running back and defensive end. So it was always both sides of the ball. Dude, that's there's that's some true. film out there of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: huddle. I, I, I get. I watch all the huddle videos for for yeah. you guys that play high school football. Um, yeah, they're up there.
0: So your sister's also a ball player. She plays for Santa Clara, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She's a sophomore at Santa Clara playing softball. Do you guys train together? Uh, when she's home, she's not home much just because that college schedule's so busy. But she's been home for the holidays, and we've gotten a few workouts in together and just helping her out here and there as I can.
1: Oh, you're helping her out? She's not helping you out? Dude, softball is <laughs> – they throw gas.
0: Yeah, they do. It's a different type of training for sure. Does she pitch? Uh, no, she she's a catcher first base, space. Outfit. She's everywhere. She's um, – Mainly catcher, though.
2: Now, you being left-handed, your options were a little bit limited because you don't see many yeah. left-handed catchers. No. They're not going to put you over on the left side of the infield.
0: Yeah, first base and outfield for left-handers.
1: Dude, so you're not talking about reads. Hey, so what kind of reads do you get in the outfield? Like, it's still yeah. down the line. I'm not running that yeah. far, but if it's hit over my head, like, yeah. it's, it's over the fence. Um, So you also played in the Bronco World Series. That's Pony Broncos' Yeah,
0: Pony? Uh, Bronco World Series, I was 12 years old. And yeah. where was that? It was actually in Monterey. Um, it was cool. We, all the teams from across the countries came and played in Monterey. So it was lucky that we made it just happened to be in, it was hosted in Monterey every year. Oh, that's cool. That's convenient. That's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. So was it your so
2: baseball grand- runs in the family? Uh, was it your grandfather that was drafted by the angels?
0: Yes. My grandfather was brief stint with the angels, but yeah, he was, he was drafted and played for the angels for, I think two seasons back in the day. It was a little different. He, so he ended his career early, but he, he got to play professional baseball. So that's awesome.
2: Very cool. So
0: was that something that was
2: kind of passed down when you were growing up? They were putting a bat in your hand as soon as you could stand up kind of thing?
0: Uh, kind of, but they didn't force a single sport on me. My parents were big on having me play all sports and find out which one I ended up liking the most for my own pick. They didn't uh, like want to force any sport, a specific sport on me. just wanted me to be active and do it all.
2: So did you play anything else growing up? Soccer, basketball, tennis?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I played soccer, uh, basketball, football, baseball. I rode BMX bikes. I raced dirt bikes. But by the time I was in middle school, it was just um, baseball, basketball, and football. What
1: was your bike? What Would you ride?
0: I just rode 50s. I didn't get past into the clutch or anything. My older brother rode a clutch, but I just stopped at the 50s. And I got more into BMX by the time it was time to go up past the 50s.
1: Yeah. We got, we got a couple of dirt. We got a couple of BMX tracks here in San Diego. Actually. Yeah. I used of, to love it out in Lakeside. And every time we go out that way, you know, to Wildcat Canyon over here in San Diego, always drive by the, by the BMX track. I go, ah, dude, I remember those
2: days. It
1: was God. so fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, so I found your grandpa on baseball reference, Michael Martarella. Yeah. Uh, drafted in 1969. Uh, played in 69 and 70 in Idaho Falls and Quad Cities. So uh, yeah, so I played at, at
0: Midwest Legs. Yeah, I got to play at Quad Cities this year, and it was cool because he was telling me about that's where he played at. And he was telling me about all the bugs that would attack him. And when I got there, I, I experienced the same thing. Those bugs were all over us out there.
1: <laughs> Dude, that is so epic. What what happened to his career? Was he just, I mean. I think
0: thing- he just, yeah, he just started, had my dad and just started his started his life after baseball he got into coaching right after though so that was cool. Did he was he still coaching as you were coming or... up? Uh no, he coached uh at, he was like a player assistant at Northern Arizona and then I think just uh after then I think he just coached high school just locally. Dude, he that's... didn't coach you did he? No, my dad coached me my whole my whole life.
2: Okay. Nice. That is nice. All right. So speaking of high school, you were drafted out of high school by the, by the Red Sox and yeah. you chose not to accept. Um, and you went on to, to Berkeley. Um, what was your decision making process there?
0: Yeah. Um, I knew I had more to like develop on and mentally and physically. And I knew I, I needed to play some more baseball before I got into professional, just cause all through high school, I would play the 27 high school game season and play football. So I, I wasn't playing like a, as much baseball. So like I always played, but it's different, you know, going from a 27 high school game season to a 140 game minor league season. I, I just wasn't ready for it yet. I wanted to go develop more and get a college education and develop my skills more at, at Cal because I also knew that I can go a little bit higher in the draft than the 30th round. So I wanted to go polish up some skills and get ready for it. Dude, Berkeley. How did you get into Berkeley? <laughs> I had a 4.0 in high school. So that, that helped a lot.
1: I bet it did. I, I worked for UCSD man, and like all the kids, like yeah, I'm from all the NorCal kids that didn't get into Berkeley go to UCSD. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I always tell us further to say, "Hey, wait, from? Oh, I'm from NorCal. I couldn't get to Berkeley, could you?
0: Like, <laughs> no, I did. I, if it wasn't if it wasn't for baseball, I don't think I would have been getting into that school. So I was blessed to have the baseball scholarship and get into Cal. How was your experience there, just as
2: a as a student? Like baseball aside, because I mean yeah. Berkeley people put that way at the top of their list.
0: Yeah, it was tough, man. Uh, Just adapting to it. Time management was big going into college. Um, Luckily, I had some upperclassmen baseball players kind of take me under their wing and take classes with them, take classes with your teammates, and kind of just go along for the ride and figure it out. Um, COVID was my freshman year, so got shut down half that year. And then my sophomore year, we weren't even on campus in the fall because of COVID in the Bay Area. And then, so really, I only spent like one full year at Cal in a fall and a spring because they cut short. So it was it was a little different. A lot of online uh, school.
2: You missed out on so much of the culture. I mean, that's like the big thing about Berkeley.
0: I know. Man.
2: All right. So COVID interrupted your freshman year. How did you wind up staying in shape that season?
0: Yeah, I just uh, came home and worked. I, I love working out. It's, I love, uh, I just love working, man. It's always something that's been in me and uh, I just made it work. My friend had a indoor gym and we just got after it in there. And then my cousin had some batting cages. I would hit with my dad every day and just made the most of what I could. Damn dude. So, and your, and your major was American studies. Were you thinking law yeah.
1: school or what were you thinking?
0: That's kind of, to be honest, that's kind of just the major, all the athletes take there. Um, I didn't get as far into like you make an emphasis out of your major and I haven't, I haven't got that far yet. Okay.
2: Do you, do you plan on finishing your degree at some point?
0: Uh, both of my parents want me to, and if, 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 if my career goes the way it goes, I don't think I'll be going back. But if I have to go back, then we'll see. I, I, I'll totally go back and do it. It needs to get changed to all online because right now I would just be in my major classes, so I'd have to go in in the in campus, which can't really do that with the lifestyle and the career I'm having right now. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. Right, right. I think Polly finished his online and and he had like one semester left. Like that was yeah. all he could do.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. All right so your sophomore year, you had a, a bit of a slump, but then all of yeah. a sudden it kicked into gear. Was there something that clicked? Was it, you know, something to off field? What, what changed? Um,
0: nothing, nothing crazy. Just working hard and staying at it, man. Like just my freshman year got cut short. So, uh, I didn't get many, I didn't get any PAC 12 at bats and coming out of high school, it's, it's tough to go into the PAC 12 and see these, see this good pitch. And so my sophomore year, I also, uh, Not to make any excuses, but we didn't have fall ball. So all the kinks and all the stuff, it was just getting worked out through the spring. So I kind of hit my stride at the end of the year and then took it into the Cape Cod that summer and nothing changed. I think it was really just about getting reps and sticking to the plan.
2: You know that's a good point because we were just talking about Bray- uh, Brayden Net not so long ago, and he was talking to us about how uh, you know between injuries and COVID, he didn't play competitive baseball for like a couple years, and it was hard for him to kind of get back into the routine and the speed of the game, and but also the the confidence and the you know the the trust that that mm-hmm. he belongs that that he can yeah. do it. Um, so you played the Cape Cod League. You played for the Cotuit Kettleers. What is yes. it? What is a, a kettleer?
0: I don't even know. That sounds bad, but I, I have no clue what that is. Did <laughs> <laughs> you make I some friends on Cape that team? Yeah, a lot of life lifelong friends. And uh, I actually got to reconnect with a lot of them in the fall league this year. There was, I think, four or five of us out there, which is a pretty big deal.
1: I made it out there. Um, my uh, my in-laws are in Connecticut. And okay. my wife's like, hey, we got one day. What do you want to do? I'm like, you can go to Cape Cod League.
0: Yeah, and- it was a great
1: experience like dude let's do it i'm like okay so we drove from connecticut to to hyannis yeah and it was like a four hour three and a half hour drive (laughs) blistering rain we got there we we caught a game um just you know it's one of those bucket list things that just kind of yeah creeped up on us and for sure i I know when you guys go out there it's such a big deal like you guys are at you know celebrities uh tons of scouts like i couldn't get a seat behind the dish because there was all radar guns and video cameras and Dude, that's who else did you
0: play with? Any, did you play with anyone that got drafted there on that team? Uh, like in the Padres org? No, but like a lot of uh, a lot of guys got drafted from my team. Yeah,
1: you know, I my poor research, I didn't put down any of those stats or any of those numbers. God damn!
2: No
0: worries. See, I no see worries.
2: Dylan Beavers. Um, uh, oh, Cole <laughs> Cummings.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Cole Cole was there for a little bit. It was like a pre-draft, so he was only there for like two weeks. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: I'm, I'm trying to use my baseball reference skills right here, trying to pull stuff yeah. up real quick to help fill this out. Uh, but anyway, Okay, so your junior year, you went off. You had a 19-game hitting streak, uh, tying the uh, tying the the college record there, right? Yeah. The school yeah. record. Yeah. Mark Canna. I hope you get to yes. run
0: into him sometime. You get to talk some stuff to him. <laughs> I had never met him, but, yeah, that would be awesome. I, hopefully I get to that.
1: Dude, and then you start hitting tanks. You hit, like, home runs in three consecutive
0: games. Yeah, I, d- I caught caught my caught my stride.
1: Damn, dude, that's excellent.
0: All yeah, right, so it was a great come- it was a great year. It was fun. It was awesome. Did you who who did you face? Did you
1: face any guys that got drafted? Any guys of, of note?
0: Uh, yeah, Jerpy from Oregon State was a really good arm. He was like one of the first college arms off the board. Um, I'm gonna mispronounce most of their names, but UCLA had had some good arms. There was the pac 12s always solid. There there was great yeah. arms and great players in it for sure. I'm an Oregon state
2: alum. Go Beeves. Yeah. So shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Sherpy. So the draft came, you came down to Peco park for the the draft combine. Um, I don't know if we talked to anybody that's been through the draft combine. What's that whole experience like?
0: It, it was great. Um, it was super cool and convenient that it was at PECO. It was an easy plane ride for me, just like a 40 minute plane ride to San Diego. The MLB pays for it all. You get uh, MRIs done all over your body, make sure you're healthy you, take, uh, you go through all these different tests like height, weight, 30-yard dash, uh, jump-in test, and then you just take some ground balls and take BP. And I think the main part of the combine was you meet with the clubs that want to meet with you. So they set up offices for everybody, and uh, the clubs kind of pull in who they want to meet with. And that was the main thing about the combine is you got to meet and connect with some uh, front office people and some scouts from each org. So
2: prior to that, had you been talking to any to any teams, any scouts?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um me and my agent uh it mainly was through him but yeah, a lot a lot of teams and showed interest and everyone had me slotted right around the same thing and kind of knew what I was going into it and worked out just how it worked out.
1: So when you're there, you go in the office and you're like, "Hey, i made Nathan motorella. Like, we, "We know that." Um <laughs> what are, what are the questions they ask? Are they ask more about background. Do they want to know yeah. You know, it's time where they can get a FaceTime with you. So they want to know the makeup. They want to know what makes you tick. They want to know, you know, what else do they want to know?
0: Uh, Yeah, you you nailed it. The background and just kind of want to see what kind of person you are. You don't want to draft someone that you can't even hold a conversation with or has this messed up. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what they look for, but background information and just... I think just wanting to get to know you a little bit.
2: Right. Right. Did you feel like going- you were getting grilled? Was it because, yeah. like, I think about some of the job interviews I've been in and they ask you these questions <laughs> to kind of knock you off balance. Think yeah. of an experience where you had to face adversity. Was it, was it that kind of stuff?
0: Um, a little bit of that. Yeah. The, the adversity one for sure is always was asked by everybody. And uh, yeah, it was, it was basically like a job interview that that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> like, are
1: there going to be breaks on this thing, or what's going on? <laughs> I, you know, because everyone's going to go in there. They're going to go like, bust my ass, work hard, I'll do whatever it takes. For sure. Everyone for sure. says that, and and you know, that's almost kind of like they expect to hear that. They want to hear what happens after that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, very interesting. I've never heard about that. Uh, that's that's good to know. Yeah, um,
0: it was a great experience for sure. And did you guys play games? Yeah, did you guys play a couple games? The high the high schoolers played the game Uh, The college guys didn't really play the games. We just took BP and took some grounders and stuff.
2: So when you step into the cage, are you thinking about like, okay, I need to impress them. I need to hit the ball hard. I need to do this and that. Or are you just trying to go through your, just do what you do and let it come out.
0: So yeah, you, you obviously prepare for it and like taking BP a little bit differently than the game. Like, so you go in there and for me personally, I would spray some balls to the left center to start. And then it's kind of like a showcase. So you want to show your power. So then after that, just kind of let it eat to the, right side of the field and show some power
2: you didn't, you didn't start takes? by dropping a butt down or anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think the only the only time i've ever bunted in my life was in a uh, katua in the cape that one time <laughs> and that was just to make sure you were
1: going to follow direction right like
0: yes yeah <laughs> but no in college uh mike knew he was big on just trying to be a complete hitter so we i practiced i went through bunting practice and all that i know how to bun i just it hasn't came up in the game
1: yeah, a couple of times that happened last year at the big league level. And we're like, why are you having, why is Manny Machado squaring up the butt? Like, why, <laughs> what the hell
2: are like, they, what are you thinking? Um, I think it But, there, to- but I've seen like Anthony Rizzo will get up there and they'll have him shifted so severely that that whole third base line is wide open. And all I have to do is poke one down there and he can walk to first base. Exactly. I mean, I, I could see how like once or twice in your career you might decide to do that just to For keep sure. him awake.
0: For sure, I I hope that I spray the ball enough to where they'll never shift like that. But if they do, I'll definitely lay one down third base, take a free hit. <laughs> that nice, is so
1: epic. You well, there, well, there's no shift in the minor leagues, right? You, there's no shift anymore.
0: Yeah, they they say there isn't, but the shortstop's still playing as far over behind the bag <laughs> as he can, and everyone, they you you make it work of how you can.
1: How many tanks did you hit during BP? Oh,
0: uh, at the combine? Yeah, yeah. Um, a good amount. I, I I took a really good BP. I had a good BP thrower, and uh, a lot. I think a lot. My dad was there watching me. I t- we hit. A, I hit a lot. Uh, I got to. I got to also do a pre-draft. So I went to Petco for the combine, and I also did a pre-draft workout. my junior year of college at Petco as well. So I, I I got to hit there twice that year, and I also got to hit there one time my senior year of high school before the draft too. So I I've taken BP a lot of times at Petco, which is super cool and convenient.
2: So knock on wood, you show up there this year, you're going to be comfortable. You're going to know the place.
0: (laughs) I hope so. Yeah.
2: All right. So tell us about your whole draft day experience. Where were you? Were you with family? What happened when you got the call? All of that.
0: Yeah. So uh, I was just at home at my house with my mom and dad. And uh, I didn't want like everyone over there yet, just because you never know what's going to happen. You don't know. So once I I was just at home, went in for the call, I got the call and uh, after that, then had my family over and. Just celebrated with all of them. Nothing like no crazy, but we were just at home waiting once I got the call, got the deal done, and uh, then everyone came over and celebrated it.
2: So it was day two. Are, they don't Yeah, telecast, telecast that there's just the audio feed, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So were you listening to that or were you just kind yeah, of Yeah, we phone bit We had it, we had it up?
0: put up We had it put up on the TV because uh, it was of audible, and it of it, it still showed some stuff.
1: Did uh? Did you know the who, who other teams were talking to
0: you? Um, a good amount. No, if you like, could answer that question. No, no, you, it, it's like it's normal. Uh, just a lot of a lot for sure. Right.
2: Did you feel confident that the Padres were going to take you, knew, or was I it like it's going to be one uh, of these?
0: I I don't. I didn't know like exactly who it was going to be, but I definitely felt like my meeting with the Padres went good. And uh, Chris Camp, I I had a good conversation with him, and uh, it was good. Got to talk to AJ at my pre-draft too, so it, it was a good. I had a good feeling for sure.
2: Nice. Well, you went in the fifth round. Um, you got yourself a nice little bonus. Did you, did you give yourself, and obviously you're still driving the same, the same hoopty. Right. Uh, did you do anything nice for yourself or your family? Um, not yet.
0: Not yet. I haven't, I haven't touched it yet. Just kind of want to feel it out first and see the way things go.
1: That's smart. That's smart. That's very smart. Put everything in index funds. Market's going to do just fine. Hey, so you got, you got drafted with a bunch of your, bunch of your teammates got drafted. Uh, and even Steven Zoback, I got drafted by the Royals. Did you hang out with him a little bit this last spring training?
0: Um, yeah, I, I got to see Steven and, uh, I got to reconnect with, uh, he's Ogans. He's one of my best friends. He was in the fall league with the Braves and, uh, I'm still in contact with most of the guys that got drafted out of my Cal class. We were, we were super close. Nice
2: to get the group chat going and all of that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that first year, um, did you, you didn't play any pro ball that first summer, right?
0: Uh, no, I did. I I went. I finished the year off in Lake Elsinore. Oh right, there we go.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you started in the in the summer league, then you went out out to Lake Elsinore. Um, did you have an idea that when your promotion was coming, or was it just kind of a no?
0: It It was super random. We were just kind of grinding at the complex, and then got the few. It was me, Marcy, uh, Paulie, and Kai Murphy. We all went together, so it was cool.
2: Yeah, you crushed it that first. What. 11 games 387 457 with a 613
0: slug holy smokes <laughs> oh yeah rookie yeah that was fun in the complex that was cool well
2: did it's you, hot but the air the ball carries yeah uh, did you talk to uh, Josh Emmerich? did he
1: talk to you
0: Josh em, uh i'm super bad with names but if i saw the face that sounds super super familiar he was he's an west area
2: coast, scout right yeah he's the west coast supervisor
0: yes then for sh- absolutely for sure
2: So, but his role, it's like, there's, there's the regular scout and then he's coming in for like cross checks, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, there's so many levels to it. It's crazy.
1: All right. So going into the last off season, uh, what did you want to focus on
0: going into this season? Going into this upcoming season or the last season. Okay. Yeah. I got a good taste of pro ball going to Lake Elsinore and kind of just like, there's nothing to really reinvent. Like you get there for a reason and you kind of just want to polish up your skills and polish up your body and just get ready for the marathon of the season. So for me, I, I knew I had, I knew I have power. I know I have power. I knew I had power and I just really wanted to tap into it and uh, kind of just playing, you know, you play a long season and you feel things out and kind of just fell all how it should have, honestly. And I just kind of did what I knew I can do and trusted how hard I was working and kind of took care of itself.
2: Beautiful. Well, how was it different?
0: So you started in
2: Fort Wayne this year. It's pretty cold back there. Uh, <laughs> freezing. You're not used to playing in cold weather, right?
0: No, I wasn't at all. It was freezing, man.
2: Oh, that's so classic. So, were you leaning on like guys <laughs> like Marcy, the cold weather guys? That uh, yeah. Like, what mean, do I do here? How do I keep my hands from freezing? That we, kind were, of stuff. We, were,
0: we were trying everything, man. Like it was so cold, and that whole first month it was just yeah. miserably cold. Like you don't want to get out of the locker room until game time, and it's like so cold, your hands hurt so bad. But got grind it out. It's just one of those things you got to go through.
2: Yeah, I guess at least first base, you're involved all the time. You're moving. For you're sure, throwing, you're always moving. You're yep. throwing grounders between innings versus yep. out in the that outfield, you're just helped. kind of standing there.
0: Yeah, I c- I couldn't imagine what those guys felt like out there.
2: Uh, so tell us what kind of a beast Sam Lewis is. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, Swirls, man. He he's my favorite. I'm still I still talk to Swirly. He was uh, our clubby for the fall league too. So I had a yeah. long year with Swirls, and I got super close with him, and he's a really good friend of mine now. Real good dude. So he still does a lot of cooking for you guys now, right? He, uh, the actual cooking, no, but he brings everything in. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. When he, when he started,
0: he did everything. That's what he told us. He said he did everything <laughs> back in the day. I guess
2: now there's a little bit more of a budget so that they can, rather than having to actually sure. cook all the food, he can have it all prepared. Yeah. He just has to set it up. That's a little yeah, bit Swirl- better for him.
0: he's not cooking any food for us anymore, but he, he definitely wheels it all in. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's giving
1: him time for a family. Guys, married, got a kid. Yeah, um, such a. But he's got to do laundry.
2: Dude. He's got to get the, get oh, all the he, equipment ready, grinding. rub up the baseballs he's, and all that. And then, yeah, he's,
0: he's got long days.
1: Okay, so one of the things I noticed when I went up there for fantasy camp actually it was during your guys' strength conditioning. Um, okay, your strength camp back in February, um, dude. We would leave. We'd get there at you know six thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be there. All the clubbies yeah. are there, and they're they're like everything's already out. Uh, yep. I, I'm sure they do the night before, but like then we'd leave, you know, five thirty, six o'clock at night, and they're just getting started. Like, yeah. I, I I couldn't he, imagine long
0: nights and early mornings for Swirly for sure. Dude. I I have a lot of respect for him and all the clubbies. They they work so hard. And Terrence, shout out to we're, Terrence we're,
1: Tucker. Yep, right, we're
0: real close yeah, to Terrence. Yeah, Terrence is awesome.
1: All right, so you know you hit a little bit of a skid in. I mean, it's cold in in April, so that that's fine. But you hit a little bit of a skid in uh,
0: in June. Um, yeah. What
1: happened? Did you change something? Were you working on something? No. Or what happened?
0: You know, there was no changes or working on anything. It's just the ball was falling my way for the year, and uh, that month it just felt like every ball in the gap was getting ran down. Every diving play could, that was going to be made was getting made. But I there was nothing like mentally or physically. It was just kind of the way the game flows. You know,
2: it's got to take some experience to be able to yeah. just stick, for sure stick with for, your approach and not try sure. to to do too much.
0: Yeah, most guys I think would panic a lot but i i just know how long the year is and i know what i'm capable of so i I didn't obviously it sucked a little bit but you never let it get to you too much you just trust your routine and trust your work and just stick to it it's going to fall your way
2: so coach matthews called you a professional hitter um and we've heard that from other people did you notice pitchers making adjustments to you as the season went on as you saw them a couple of times
0: yeah i mean obviously like they're going to make adjustments and do their scouting reports just like we're trying to find tendencies out of them and see what they're going to do. But I felt like for the most part, it stayed the same. Um, Just working through things and sticking to an approach and having a plan every day is huge. So kind of just all the things you experienced in your first season, I went through and it it was great.
2: Did you have to make any adjustments to your mechanics approach, anything like that? No, just small things here and there. But the
0: the swing stays the same, you know, small things.
2: All right. So, hey, man, you play a little bit of outfield in
1: Fort Wayne. And I'm not gonna go with the scouts think you shouldn't be out there routine like everyone else does. But dude, you can go get a you can go get For a sure. ball. How were the challenges you out there?
0: Uh it was good. You know, we have a really good outfield coordinator with Vinny Lopez and uh just trusting myself, man. Uh I don't really get too far into what the people think or say about it. Like I know what I'm capable of. I know I know I'm a good athlete, played football, move around the bag good. So it's just getting out there having confidence in yourself. And it's later in the season. I
1: didn't see the game logs, but it was later in the season, right? So it was nice and warm when they. When yeah, they I, I, there.
0: I wasn't out. I wasn't out there when it was freezing cold, which was good.
1: Uh, hey, dude, you know, I, I watch all, every game, but I don't see any of the heaters. Do they have those local heaters in the dugouts? for yeah. you guys.
0: Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the pitchers, pitchers that aren't playing, somehow are always crowded. It when dude. the guys that are actually in there need to get some heat.
1: That's some dirt now we have. Yes, That's, we just wanted the dirt from these guys from the outfielders.
2: <laughs> so, what kind of stuff have you been working on as far as like first step, reads and routes, that kind of thing? Has has Vinny been helping you with that?
0: Yeah, it's kind of just being athletic and working on a pre-pitch. Um obviously you're like are you talking about with the outfield or first base or
2: uh, outfield? Outfield. Outfield.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just being an athlete out there, you know. There's only so much you can do to practice the outfield, just skin live reads and BP and just being as athletic as you can in the weight room, working on your explosiveness and stuff like that. So just, yeah, working on reads and early work and firing the machine as high as it can go, stuff like that.
2: Okay, but then at at first base, so what kind of different things do you do based on the count or do you know if the pitcher is going to throw a breaking pitch versus a fastball?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, as the year went on, like, I I got this thing going where, like, I try to look in as much as I can to see what pitches come in talk to the catcher about the signs. Cause that gives you a good idea. Like curveballs coming. They might hook it down the line. You maybe take a few steps over and just, just small things like that. Nothing, nothing crazy. Dude, that's, that's right, epic.
2: So, so you got the surprise call up to double a, how did you find out that that was happening?
0: Yeah. Uh, Johnny or our manager just called us all into the office and uh, kind of felt like it was coming, you know, but never want to assume things. So he just called us into our office and, it was weird because we – not weird, but we were in a playoff push for the 10-caps. So, like, yeah. we thought we might not be going up just because they want to win the championship here. But uh, it was awesome. You uh, Your goal is obviously to succeed where you're at and want to win where you're at. But you always want to move up, too. So it was just a great feeling. And uh, obviously, in your first year, getting into AA the double A is a big deal. So it was just – I was super excited. So it was all you guys. So it was you, Polly, Marcy. Yeah. Salas came up with us. Snellen went up with us. But did did all you guys in the you? same room? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Small office, but there was about four or five of us in
1: there. <laughs> uh, I would have I like, to have him say, okay, I need you guys to run polls. I, I need you guys to go up to double A and tell them I, I have you guys running polls. You're doing good work. Um, <laughs> but instead he said, "He just said, Hey, you guys are going up to double A packing bags.
0: Yeah. He was just like thanking us. Cause I mean, me and Marcy had been there since game one. So obviously yeah. hundred and something games with uh, Johnny, it, you get super close and uh, you show up to the art every day and he just thanking us and, yeah, just thanking us and. I I remember us, during ready.
1: during the season they have the ask the question. Um, and one of the questions that Johnny Matthews he's our age, he's my age. Um, he's like, what would you be if uh if you weren't in baseball? And I think he said like Pearl Jam, and I was like, yes, I like that
0: guy. <laughs> he's the man. I have a lot of respect for for Johnny and great skip to have. All right, you so know,
2: Fort, you guys Fort Wayne did a good job with those little those little question, those yeah. little quick question things. That yeah, was it, a lot of fun. I hope you guys yeah. had a lot of fun with that too.
0: It was fun, yeah. It was every game at Fort Wayne is like a circus, man. You you play you're like the sideshow being on the baseball <laughs> field. There's so much going on there.
2: <laughs> did you ever do the kids club thing where they were the kids asking you all the questions? Yes.
0: Yes, yes, we did that. Do you remember any of the questions that the kid yeah. asked? you? They always ask you some funny stuff. <sighs> I can't remember off the top of my head. It was just Funny questions. I, I don't even. I don't even know. It was you know, a lot. You know, and
1: the ballpark and the fans there. Like it is
0: uh, it's a great experience.
1: Mike Beautiful. Nutter has has turned that 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 team into just a huge attraction in in Fort Wayne. And the mm-hmm. ballpark. I mean, when they when when it was a ball, I'm like, God, it's silly that that's a ball. Like a ball. Yeah. Are getting, guys are getting we getting then they're coming out here to like also were not seeing some of the ball
2: fields here. It's just like holy cow.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's, it feels like a AAA ballpark. ball I've been to Fort to Fort Wayne. I keep telling Donovan he needs to set that yeah. trip aside on his on his bucket list. It's a great experience.
0: List. Yeah. It,
2: it really is. Um, so who were your roommates in Fort, in Fort Wayne and did you room with the same guys when you moved up to San Antonio?
0: Um, yeah. My roommates in uh Fort Wayne were Lucas Dunn. We had a lot of people. Lucas, uh Lucas Dunn, Jacob Marcy, Jackson Merrill, uh Cedeno, and Farmer. We were all roommates. There was a lot of us in there. And then when I got up to double A, it was uh, me and Marcy, and we roomed with Hollis. Yeah, oh,
2: nice. So Connor Hollis.
1: I think it was Marcy, though, saying that. So Daniel did all the cooking. He did, he did all the cooking back then?
0: Yeah, he, he got hurt early on in the year, but he was oh. cooking a lot, for sure. And then he just, did Marcy Fried and
2: plantains saying, and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he He's good. He's good at what he does.
1: And then Marcy was saying, all he knew what to do was make breakfast. So he guys <laughs> have scrambled <laughs> eggs? Or what would he do?
0: No, on, uh, to be completely honest, we didn't do much cooking in the apartment. <laughs> Marcy, Marcy didn't want to say that, but we didn't really cook in that apartment. <laughs> so Daniel did in the beginning, but after that, like you wake up and you go straight to the yard and you get three meals a day there. So you're spending all your time at the field.
2: That's also a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. You know, we've heard the stories yeah. about guys living on on what like Little Caesars and McDonald's, and it's like yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they're taking nutrition a little bit more seriously.
0: For sure. For sure.
2: So Jacob said that he felt the pitching was better in high A than in double A. Uh, did you notice any much of a difference
0: between the levels? For sure. Um, when you get to double A, obviously the pitchers aren't uh, Are they, – they're more polished. You know, like I, I, I get what he means. Uh, in high A, we saw a lot of velo in the Midwest League. Like it, it was a lot of velo every night. And uh, just – I know that's in double A too. There's a ton of velo. But the series we had, it was more of um, – some guys like spotting up pitches, they all had velo, but I felt like in double-A they, they they spot the corners more and they hit their spots a little more. So I, I can see what he meant with that.
1: Did you find you had to change your approach uh, or even, you know, maybe start a little sooner when you got to double-A? Did you make any changes? Uh,
0: no. I mean, just like I said, small changes here and there through the year. Um, I went through that little skid in, in Fort Wayne, and then when I got to double-A, I, I started hitting some nice homers. And then – so just kind of sticking to it man
1: dude i watched so many games uh where you hit tanks or you hit balls that just i mean you hit ease off the right field wall oh my
0: gosh that yeah <laughs> i know the midwest had some weird shaped fields and i remember
1: you saw i saw you hit a foul ball out of the ball yard like it was just foul <laughs> and it went over like i i posted that on on instagram yeah i saw that that was, that was like, awesome. holy cow how you you know so so that's your pull side, um, for sure. But you know, you, like you were saying about hitting the BP in at Petco, uh, you know, the opposite field, being able to stay back mm-hmm. on the ball, uh, driving the ball the other way is. Um, th- that's also going to be in part many of your focus. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I want to spray the ball wherever it's pitched.
1: You know, Tony Gwynn said that uh, uh, you know true hitters can use the whole field. Absolutely, that's why the five point five was so big with him. Um, so then yeah. you get into double A. Uh, by this time, you know that you're going to the Arizona Fall League, yeah? Or did you know right when you got to
0: to Double A? Yeah, we found out like right when we got. It was one of our first days in Double A. Then you get out there,
1: and you're with different players. You were different coaches. Obviously, you got hooked back up with Pat O'Sullivan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, did you pick any of those guys' brains out there? Or how'd that go?
0: Yeah, um, not necessarily picking brains, but just hearing guys out on what they like to feel and what they see and what their routine is. So just just hearing things out, maybe trying a few things, see what you like, don't like, and just creating relationships. Cause baseball is like a s- small world. You know, you're going to see those guys all, all through your career. So it was cool making new relationships with them.
2: It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So now this is your first off season after a full regular season. Um, first off, how did you feel after that long regular season? And then the AFL, that's a lot of games, probably more than you've no, ever yeah. played.
0: No, for sure. It, it was a lot of games. Um, I, I was in a little different situation than Marcy and Pauly in the AFL where like they were the everyday guys and we had like three first basemen on our team. So it kind of I wasn't playing as much. So going into it, I was a little like not burnt out, but tired, like just tired to be normal. But I, I was refreshed by the time it was over just because you don't play every. I, I wasn't playing every day in the AFL and kind of just just working out and watching games sometimes because you're not playing every day. So I, I was fine. Um It was fun.
2: As you made it through the season without any, uh, significant injuries. So congratulations yeah. for that. Thank that's you. the, that's the first thing to check off before you look at any numbers or any of the other stuff.
0: Yeah. It's um, a blessing for sure.
2: So are you looking at this off season any different from how you prepared for last off season?
0: Um, I th- felt like I had a great off season last year. Um, kind of just pol- like I talked about polishing things up, uh, working on some things around the bag at first, getting reads out in left field during BP and stuff, and just, just sticking to it, man. There's nothing to reinvent. Um, I know I have a lot more in the tank than I did this year, and I'm excited to just just go out and do it again. Go into the year healthy and go out and do it again.
2: I imagine at first base, I mean footwork is so important. Do you do a lot yeah. of like agility drills with your sure. with your feet, sure. like cones and stuff?
0: Yeah, stuff like that. Yep.
2: Yeah, have anybody particularly you're working with out there?
0: Yeah, Kyle Kyle Zaplack. He's the coach out here at uh, Hartnell Junior College is where I do all my training. Um uh, he's been a great mentor towards me and uh just working out with him. He's a young guy. He's like 27, 28 coaching. So he just getting out there and getting after it with him every day. And uh Carter Aldredy. he's from Monterey with the Giants organization. We've been, we've been working out together out there. Doing any speed work to keep the wheels up? For sure. Uh, our, my strength coach, Rio writes me a great plan and strength and conditioning. So just, just staying on it and uh having a good off season. I'm excited to sh- show it off in the spring and just show what I can do. Did you nice. see him in the Cal league uh, during the season? Uh, no, I didn't, but he was in double a with, uh, Richmond. So he's a little older than me, but training with him. Yeah. The flying squirrels. Yep.
1: All right, dude. So let's get it. It's time to get it. We really appreciate you coming on and talking baseball and, and everything, but let's have some fun. Yeah. What do
2: you think? Sounds good. All right. All right. So,
1: Oh God dang it. I didn't put it down. Give me a second. Okay. So
2: what do you, what do you do to escape from baseball? What kind of stuff do you do off the field to have fun and just unplug?
0: Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm really into like working out. So I, I love going to the gym with my dad and just outside of the baseball training, the spe- specific of that, just kind of getting in there and having fun, working out with my dad and just having fun, you know, getting in there. I like staying, staying, uh staying active. So that's kind of my main, my main hobby outside of baseball it really helps me clear my, clear my head and just get after it in there.
2: You know, we talked about all the different sports you played growing up, but you're like right there in golf Mecca.
0: Did you play golf at all growing up? I, I didn't. I never played any golf and I still don't. I think it's more of like a pitcher's thing. I know Paulie really <laughs> likes it, but
2: that's all right. I I hear that it can mess with your your baseball swing. So, right. maybe maybe leave that until uh, you've retired yeah. years from now.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll pick that up once I'm done playing.
2: All right. So, yeah. you have any superstitions? Are you funny about numbers, colors, food you eat, clothes, anything like that?
0: I try I try not to be, man. I, that could really get to your head and baseball's so like routine oriented that if you think too much about that, you, you your head's gonna be in the wrong spot. So no, I, I don't get into superstitions. But
2: you can't help but think about that, though, right? You have a game. You go four for four with a couple big hits. Sure. It's like, okay, what did I do today? What was like? Did I get out? Did I put my <laughs> left sock on first? Am my right
0: sock? You, nothing, nothing that extreme. But like, maybe you'll eat the same Chipotle order or right. something, something small like that. You know. Oh, that's
2: crazy. Right, I added guac and I hit a double, so I'm right. I'm gonna add <laughs> yeah. guac again today. Okay. <laughs> Hey, so yep. growing up,
1: growing up in Monterey, you grew up a, a Giants fan. Uh, yeah, we were Giants fans growing up. Did you? You're uh, so you would still to-
2: be a Giants fan. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs>
1: um, you went to spring training. You went to Scottsdale to watch them play.
0: Yeah, uh, we. Yeah, my we we went to spring training when I was younger. Yeah, I think it was just kind of to watch everybody. I, I had a uh, an uncle that uh, was playing. I I think it was with the Cubs, but I was super young, so I don't really quite remember.
1: And then your mom says you went out there and you cracked your tooth on the only golf cart.
0: I, I did, yeah, I, I did. I was super young, and I somehow managed to wander off and did that.
2: Oh, wait! Was okay. the golf cart not? Were you just climbing all over it, or what happened?
0: I, I don't, I don't know the exact story. They said I kind of, I was super young, and we were watching a game, and I, I just wandered off and was walking, walking, and somehow tripped and chipped my tooth. Uh, Baby tooth, though, right? Yeah, baby tooth. Yeah, I
2: was like, give us a smile, though. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> thank goodness.
0: Thank goodness. Yeah, nothing, nothing with my uh, adult teeth. Okay, so but, uh, it was a big old deal, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: who is the famous author from Salinas?
0: Uh, Steinbeck. Yeah. There we, we right? go. That's correct. All right.
1: Yep. Yep. What is Salinas' nickname?
0: Uh, I've a heard a thing. lot of different. Yeah, I know. It, uh, salad bowl of the world. I've heard that one a little bit, but uh, that's it. That's is it. that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So growing up, growing Did up. Did you ever get out to Gilroy? Yeah, for sure. It's about thirty minutes away
2: to the garlic. Is, Gilroy's a trip. Have you been to Gilroy, Donovan? Yeah, I drove him through it. It literally smells like garlic. Like yeah. you it's drop like, into crazy. the valley, and it smells yeah. like garlic. It's it's a trip.
0: Yeah. I know it's not.
1: I uh, growing growing up, uh, I spent with I think fourth fourth and fifth grade there uh, in Salinas when there was nothing. Um, we could see we lived on this hill, and we could see in the distance the smokestacks. And right at the yeah. base of the hill where you pulled into our our place was the sign that said Moss Landing, um, one mile. And uh, my dad actually back then he was he drove for Rapid Harvest, so he drove produce around.
2: A um, little sidebar there.
1: Do you have a celebrity crush?
0: Uh, no,
2: no, no, I don't. Okay, all right. Five guys are in and out. In and out. California boy, you got to yes, go in and that out. Guy. That's right. Yeah,
0: not even debate for me. <laughs> Did
1: you get a chance to get uh, in the burger when you're out there in San Antonio?
0: I did. Yeah, I did. It was eh. good, you know? Uh, yeah, it's just a normal fast food fast food place for me. I know people love it, but it was good. I, I didn't have any hate towards it at all.
2: Well, the Midwest guys talk about Culver's. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. The cheese curds and all that. Yeah. Did you try that?
0: Yeah. No, I didn't try that. No, I didn't. But I, I've heard all about that. I try to stay away from that stuff, you know? But obviously, sometimes you'll run into it. Dude, cheese yeah, curds
1: are not exactly healthy, huh? No.
0: (laughs) All right. One person you did meet living or dead. Ooh, I think, um, Kobe Bryant would be a good one. Just hearing all the the stories he had and how hard of a worker is. I I really try to take pride in like the work that I do and just kind of picking his brain would be big for me. Yeah.
2: Is there a particular pitcher you'd like to face current or past? Did Um, you have a favorite guy growing up? Were you a big Lincecum fan or?
0: Right. Yeah. Obviously like Matt Cain and Lincecum were, the guys back when I was growing up, but, uh, my favorite player growing up was always Pujols. He, I had a Pujols first base glove that my grandparents got me and I used it for a long time. So he was, he was my guy growing up.
2: Oh, that's epic. Ooh, I can think of it. Barry Zito would be a yeah. tough matchup yep. for you. I bet the left. That, that that nasty big curveball. curveball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Who stars in the movie of your life? Ooh, I have no idea. I, I've never, i never got into like, people never told me like, uh, are you talking about like an actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know actors that well, and no one's ever really compared me to one, so I, I don't really know that answer.
2: All right, if you could have a pet that's not a cat or a dog, what would you like to have?
0: Not a cat or a dog. I. What do people have pets that aren't cat and dog? They. Yeah.
2: People have all kinds of weird pets. <laughs>
0: Marcy said I, bearded
2: dragon. Brandon
1: Baden Net wants a raccoon. I keep sending videos for raccoons on Instagram and Twitter.
2: A lot of guys say fish because they don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, I had, give I, food. Just,
0: I, had a, I had a fish when I was when I was younger at my dad's house. We had a fish. So that would be my answer. Fish. That way you don't have to worry about it while you're off at the gym. Yeah, just put it in. Yep. All right. So you're
1: stranding on an island with food, water, and shelter. What are the three things that you need
0: or want? Food. Food, water, and shelter. Shelter. Okay, three things. Three things. Yeah, you can't three other things
2: that. that you'd want to have.
0: I'd want to. Um, I mean, you got what you need with food, water, and shelter. You're you're yeah. doing good. So the other yeah, things but you got to pass your time. Yeah, sunscreen. I would <laughs> want a friend out there with me. What maybe a teammate or something? Uh, um, that's one thing. If you could pick anything, maybe uh, some cell service would be cool. So you're not too <laughs> you're not too stranded out there and. Uh, <laughs> Third thing, I I don't even know. I I hope I'm never in a situation like that where I got to right. think too hard about what else I need.
1: Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> oh, that is so good. We I love that question because just all these answers are so varied. Yeah. Um, God, um, who said fishing pole? Someone like said a fishing pole. I think a fishing yeah. pole.
2: Oh, that oh. was um, the 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 reliever. The, uh, we just talked to him. A few weeks was it ago? Popalum? Popalum? Yeah, it was, it was Yeah. 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 yeah the whole thing is his li- uh, What was it? Throw, lift, fish.
0: Right, with like his really? whole life <laughs> mantra.
2: So we're talking to you on New Year's Day. Did you do anything for
0: New Year's Eve last night? Um uh, just spent some time with my family. Not, I'm not a big uh, go out and do some stuff. Just, just stay in and just relax. I'm really Did you stay up to? You.
2: Did you stay up to midnight? I did. Yeah, I did. All right, we tried. We <laughs> yeah. we wound up. We called it like 15 minutes before we both landed. Yeah. There, falling asleep. It's uh, tough, we didn't dude. make it's it. Tough. <laughs>
1: Well dude, hey, you're focused man. You are focused yeah, man, Mr. Sure. Morello. We Determined, really appreciate yeah. you coming on. This has been a blast. Uh we're going to continue to watch you. Obviously, what we do is we watch you uh, as you develop. Uh we're awesome. looking I forward to it. you. Uh we're looking forward to you making your Petco Park debut uh Thank in you. the very near future, we hope. Um, yeah, I'm hoping me too. I hope that you
2: get so. that big league invite to spring training. Yeah. And so, what's, I hope so too, what's your man. what's your timeline between now and spring training?
0: Um just from what the Padres told me, um, I don't really know when I'm reporting yet, so I'm just gonna stick with it, stick with my training that the strength guy and conditioning guys ran out for us, and just stay polished, try to polish up, and go into spring training hitting that stride, trying to take off. You know,
2: is there a strength camp this spring?
0: Not that I, not that I really know of so far. I don't, okay. know, I don't know we're in the dead period right now that actually ends tomorrow so All okay. right. tomorrow we'll have a better idea
1: well man we really appreciate you coming on
0: thank you yeah thank you so much for having me it was, it was fun